0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino.
1: Welcome to the Sunday Interview Show. We really appreciate you tuning in on the weekend. So what we do is we take some of our best interviews during the week. We compile them and we put them into this show in case you may have missed them on the radio show. We got three great interviews today, but before we get to the first one, let me get to our first sponsor. Stuck on what to give your friends and family this year? Wish them a merry softness and a happy new rear with new comfy underwear, loungewear, and pajamas from Tommy John. When your loved ones start their day wearing Tommy John, they're that much more comfortable so they can do everything better. Tommy John loungewear's luxuriously soft tri-blend and micro-modal fabrics mean four-way stretch and no lint balls or fuzz. With over 17 million pairs sold, giving the gift of Tommy John underwear and loungewear has become a holiday tradition for families all across the country. 97% 97% of women and men love getting a gift from Tommy John. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. I was a fan of Tommy John way before they were a sponsor. They fit perfectly. They're incredibly comfortable. It's like you don't even know they're on. Returns and exchanges are free, and it's all backed by Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free, guaranteed. Get 20% off your first order right now at TommyJohn.com Bongino. That's TommyJohn.com Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, for 20% off. Order now so your gifts arrive before the holidays. TommyJohn.com slash Bongino. See site for details. First up today is The Daily Wire's Matt Walsh. He's a very popular podcast. He also has a new book out, a best selling children's book. Beloved children's book author, Matt Walsh. You're going to love this interview. The book is called Johnny the Walrus. I'll tell you why it's important. Check this out. Beloved. Beloved. Internationally recognized children's book author, a man who has set the world of children's books on fire, the great Matt Walsh. Matt, welcome back to the show. How does it feel, man? How does it feel?
0: Yeah, it feels great. I feel like I'm fulfilling my, this is my lifelong calling to be a children's book uh, (laughs) author and it, it it feels wonderful.
1: The bu- I mean, seriously, the book is a bestseller. It's not a joke. I mean, you really are a best-selling children's book author. We can laugh about The book is real, folks. Matt Walsh has a book out called Johnny the Walrus. It is a children's book. It's been set the book world on fire. You know, Matt, on, on a serious note, so you write this book. I mean, the left has had a monopoly on the indoctrination of kids for a long time. I consider this the unindoctrination process, the back to reality process. The books really touched the nerve with the left and as always with you and your show, you seem to you seem to have a particularly good and effective strategy for annoying the left Matt um, they've really blown up the book as much as anyone just like they blew up your podcast on The Daily wire by criticizing you all the time.
0: Yeah it's, it really it's uh, it's a plan that's worked we love the plans that work out perfectly. I think this really has and as far as the book being it's like, like some of the other things I do, I guess it, it's a joke but it's also not a joke at the exact same time. And the great thing about this book, you know, it's it's a it's a, called Johnny the Walrus because it's not it's not about an actual walrus. It's about a little kid who pretends to be a walrus, and then is and then his mom is progressive and woke, and so she learns from society that she's supposed to, uh, you know, respect her son's self identity, and so she tries to raise him as a walrus, as sort of a trans walrus, and at one point takes him to a doctor to look into getting a medically transition into being a walrus. And uh, by the end of the book, though, I don't want to spoil the ending for your listeners, but by the end, you know, she starts to realize that. Just because your your son is pretending to be something or claims to be something doesn't mean he actually is that thing. But the the, the great thing here is that the book, uh, it it never says the word transgender in the book, okay? I mean, maybe you could kind of pick up on some parallels possibly if you're a very, you know, uh, perceptive person. But Amazon, of their own accord, they put this book into their LGBT book category. And as it stands right now, it's the number one best-selling LGBT (laughs) book. So. I'm not only a best-selling children's author, I am, and this was very unexpected, I'm, I'm a best-selling LGBT author. And if I could just say, Dan, I, I, I think I'm, at this point, I could say I'm the leading LGBT voice <laughs> in the country, according to, according to Amazon.
1: <laughs> yes, you get, <laughs> I just I, got I, over the road a bit. Yes, that's our rather We have a live studio audience here, kind of like the Candace show. So thank you, everyone. Out there. I know you all love Matt Walsh. I just got over the Rona so I can't laugh because it makes me want to cough. I got this darn lung tickle, but that is hilarious. So you're not only now one of the best-selling children's book authors in the country, but an LGBTQ author as well. That's um, it's quite an honor, uh, Matt. Congratulations on it. But folks, you might want to check out his book. It's a real book. It's not a joke. It's called Johnny the Walrus. It's blowing up the charts. It's literally a bestseller. Go anywhere you can see it. Johnny the Walrus. So congrats on that, Matt. I saw... um. Recently, you were out speaking at an event. Was it SLU or something? Southern Liberty University. Yeah. What is it? Uh, St. Louis University. What happened with that, Matt? You were going out to this is supposed to be, I believe, uh, a Catholic university. And you were supposed to give a speech. And did I read this story correctly that they they tried to cancel you out there at a Catholic university for doing like Catholic stuff? Is that did I read that right?
0: Oh, you did mul- multiple times. And I, I'm Catholic myself. And Invi- I was invited to speak at a Catholic university about, on the pro-life issue. And as, as as most people know, the Catholic Church has a firm position on that issue and says that abortion is intrinsically evil, which it is. So you would think it's like a you know a, a match made in heaven here. I can go and talk about this, but um, the most this is the most hostile reception I've ever received was at this Catholic university, and the second most hostile I have to say was also at another Christian university. So that what does that tell you? Um, and they uh, yeah they they we got kicked out of one venue, and we went uh, and then a, the church on campus said okay we'll take you. And then there was a petition that was started against me, and the faculty and staff signed a statement saying we don't want him. And so then, then the church uh, apologized for inviting me, and they kicked me out too. And we landed on our third venue, which was just across campus. It was actually, it was actually technically off campus, across the street from the campus. And I did the event, and it went great. But um, we had, I mean, it must have been a 100 or more leftist protesters who showed up to my event blocking traffic, protesting. And I did, there's video of it. I, I, I went out to the street to talk to them to this, uh, to this horde. And, uh, and I guess they weren't expecting that because I walked out to the street just to say hello. And they all started kind of b- backing away and I told them to get off the street and they did. And that was kind of nice. But, um, <laughs> but it, it, the, the, the fact that at a Catholic university, you know, this, this is not just like an attack on, on differing points of view and, and, uh, on free expression. It, it's that also, but it's even worse because this is, you know, the expression of, of moral truth that we shouldn't kill babies fully in line with Catholic teaching and that that wouldn't be welcome on a Catholic campus is a uh, really, really sad and, and distressing.
1: We're talking to Matt Walsh, host of the Matt Walsh show on the daily wire and the now best-selling book, Johnny, the walrus. It's out there. Go pick it up. Johnny, the walrus, pick it up today, wherever you get your books. You know, Matt, that, that um, brings me to this topic of the Catholic Church. I didn't intend to go here, but I am a practicing Christian myself. Go to Travis center. Like anyone, else, I'm not trying to lecture anyone else. I'm just saying, uh, you know, I, you know, go to church, haven't been there the last couple of weeks because of the Rona and all, but we have a pastor in my church who is very, very vocal about pro-life and supporting things you would think would be just, you know, common sense in a Catholic church. I knew you in the womb, right? And it was weird. I was talking to a couple of church members who know him, and apparently there were some church members there who had given him some flack about giving a homily about things like the evils of canceling people and you know, not you know, not respecting free speech and the evils of the termination of life in the womb. And I'm thinking, like, what are you doing in a Catholic Church? Then I'm sorry, it's not, you don't you're not forced to be there. Like it has a clear set of principles and values, and I think that's what's kind of corrupted some components of the Catholic church. I remember going to a church up in Maryland and talking to a priest in there and asking why he didn't take this stuff head on. And he said to me, because some members of the, our, our coalition here, our Catholic coalition are, are pro choice. And I was like, wait, what? I mean, the, the, the church has to be the leader here, not the follower.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. And that's why what happened with me, with this church at SLU, it, it's kind of a microcosm of a much, much larger problem. And that the, the pastor, at this church, he caved to the mob. He, he, he obviously was originally in favor of bringing me on, and, and just, the mob was angry, the people were angry. And so he caved to it, and, um, and this is what we find all across the country, not just in the Catholic Church, but I think uh, in, in Christendom in the West, generally speaking, are people, leaders who are supposed to be representing the truth and bringing and guiding their flocks to the truth. Um, who, you know, it, it instead have conformed themselves to the world, which is exactly what we're warned against in the Gospels. And you have to think, like, yeah, yeah I, I have no doubt that it, it, in many churches, if a priest or a pastor were, were to stand up there and give a really firm homily on something like abortion, you're going to upset some people in the pews. Some might get up and walk out right there on the spot. But if they do, then, you know what, they're not there. If you're, if you're right. not at the church looking for truth, then you shouldn't be there anyway, I mean, and we shouldn't be catering to people who don't want moral truth at, at church. Once you give up on right. that, then what's the point? What's the, what's the purpose? What exactly are you doing? Now you're just kind of like a—it's a, a meeting ground for people. It's, it's, it's a book club or something, and we don't need that. There's right. plenty of other places people can go to go and socialize and have community. There's a very specific purpose of a church, and if you abandon that purpose, then the church might as well not even exist.
1: Right. You just become kind of de facto politicians. Let me move on to a different topic. We had um, the communist mayor of New York City, DeBalzio, today announce a uh, private sector vaccine mandate to take effect uh, December 27. You know, Matt, it's just bizarre how we've um, the era of coronavirus has become such a lesson for the left in the dissolving of civil liberties. They really seem to be almost enjoying the ongoing fear porn campaigns, and I think it's because it works for them. It's increasingly shrunk the sphere of individual liberty in favor of expanding government, so why give up such an effective tool? But what's really stunning is how many lemmings, Matt, keep going along with this. Uh, The mandates, the mask mandates, the vax mandates, they're just not working. I mean, just by pure science, we, we've seen, you know, more people die in 2021 than died in 2020 of coronavirus. It's even assuming it was somewhat inflated. The margin of error is way too much. And yet they keep doubling down on failure. And yet you have these lemmings in the population who just seem to want it. They enjoy, you know, this 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 prison they've created for themselves. It's it's just strange.
0: Yeah, it does. There does seem to be a certain kind of masochism in it for a lot of people, especially the ones walking around outside with masks on or driving in the cars that we've all seen. I think there's a I think there's a lot that feeds into it, but some of it is, of course, it, this is all political and ideological, and so people on the left they you know they wear the mask as a as a signal of of, of what tribe they're in. Uh, I think that's part of it. I, I think as I've been talking about this whole time, this has been uh, COVID has been a confrontation with mortality and death. That uh, I, I think. It just it just had never occurred to many people in our culture prior to this, that that we're all mortal and we'll die. And I think that's kind of broken people's brains and they don't know how to respond to it. Um, And I I think also people are still getting strung along on this idea that we're just like we we just need to do one more thing, one put one more measure in place and then we'll be free of covid. And so that's the the carrot at the end of the stick dangling there that we think that eventually it's possible we'll be in a covid free world. And so let's just continue with this for 15 more days and then 50 more years or whatever. Um, and, uh, well, of course, what, what, what those of us who are more rational realize at this point, maybe long have, have long since realized, is that COVID is going to be with us forever. It's, it's endemic. It's always going to be here. And uh, so you, you, you just you have to learn to live in a world where this exists. It's, and it's not the only threat. There are many other threats out there. Eventually, something's going to kill you and you want to take whatever precautions you can within reason uh, to accommodate those kinds of threats. But you still have to, you have to live your life at the end of the day.
1: I'm going to get one last plug in for your book, Matt. We're talking to Matt Walsh, host of the Matt Walsh Show, a very popular podcast on the Daily Wire. Uh, Also the author of Johnny the Walrus, a children's book that has, I'm not kidding, folks, has been blowing up the charts. Just go to wherever you get your books. You'll see the big bestseller uh, tag on there. Go pick up a copy today. It's time to start teaching our kids reality, truth, and reason again. Hey, Matt, thanks for writing the book. And, again, congrats on – being one of the top children's books and LGBTQ authors um, in the world today. That's uh, it's an impressive accomplishment. Uh, well done, Matt. Good job, buddy.
0: It's a great honor. Thank you. I appreciate it.
1: <laughs> you get Matt Walsh folks over at the daily Wire. it's a real book. I can't say it enough. Johnny, the walrus, go check it out. That was Matt Walsh, beloved children's book author from the daily wire. We love Matt. He's been a regular guest on the show. Next up, we talk with Texas Congressman Chip Roy. But first, let me tell you about our next sponsor. I've got news for the turkey hunters in our audience. Springs around the corner, and if you're gearing up for a successful season, you're going to need a couple of things. One of those things is the single-shot turkey camo 12-gauge shotgun made by Henry Repeating Arms. Let's say you're out in the field and you've managed to call a turkey in a range, and now it's time to make your shot count. And you can do that with a Henry shotgun because they're reliable and accurate right out of the box, especially with the turkey choke tube that's included. And if they fully adjustable, Fiber optic sights aren't enough. It's easy to mount a red dot since it's already drilled and tapped. Henry's shotguns, rifles, and revolvers are made in America with the quality craftsmanship that Henry's are famous for. And you'll get a lifetime warranty and a 100% satisfaction guarantee that protects your purchase for generations to come. Make sure you go to their website. It's henryusa.com and order their free catalog. They'll mail it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and free decals. You're going to love these firearms, and you're going to love this company. Congressman Chip Roy joined us to talk about what he's doing in Congress to stand up against these awful vaccine mandates. Those are crap, anti-scientific and immoral. We also discussed the ridiculous push, I think, to draft women into the military. Why force them into a decision? It doesn't make any sense. Here's my interview with Chip Roy. All right, welcome back, folks, and welcoming back to the show a good man, good friend, and an actual conservative who I will note his Liberty score on conservative review is 100%, not 99 and that is an A in just about anywhere you go. Chip Roy, Congressman, welcome back to the show.
3: Dan, God bless you, my friend. I Hope you're healthy and well. Great to be on as always. Thank
1: you, sir. Hundred percent. Liberty score. I gotta tell you that during the break, I was looking up a few of your uh colleagues who are not at one hundred percent. That's uh that's pretty impressive. Uh that that's hard to do. hundred <laughs> percent.
3: Well, look, they do they do a good job there. There's some other places, Club for Growth and you know, some of Heritage Action, others that do some good scores, but uh you know, really, at the end of the day, it's not about the scores. You know that. You agree. It's about just doing the right thing. It's just one way for the American voters to be able to tell what we're doing. But uh, but they know it's yeah. out there fighting. And some people are a lot yeah. of talk and not a lot of action. And that's a danger up here.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I just was doing a segment on that. We're talking to Congressman Chiproy. Roy. Congressman, uh, you obviously being a lover of liberty, a real patriot. These vaccine mandates have to be getting under your skin like a tick, like they're getting undermined. There is obviously, obviously, no constitutional authority for this. Uh, breaking just in the last hour, Biden is now zero for three in federal court on these vaccine mandates. Um, what's going on in Congress to stop these, you know, immoral, unethical, unscientific mandates? And uh, where do you think the trajectory is going to go for this with Biden? You think he gives up, or you think he doubles and triples down? Well, I'm
3: afraid it's the latter, right? Obviously, we've had uh, a lot of debate up here on the Hill. I've gone and given a lot of floor speeches, talked to a lot of my colleagues. And there's, there's a genuine desire here to try to end these things. Unfortunately, it stopped short, uh, as usual with Republicans, on the willingness to go the extra mile to do it, right? So last week, Mike Lee, myself, um, you know, Roger Marshall, a couple of others went to the mat to try to force a fight on vaccine mandates in the continuing resolution funding government. You know, we made some good headway. We had actually had all Republicans, I think, for, except for maybe Kinsinger, who voted uh, against the C.R., but it got over to the Senate. We forced a vote on an amendment uh, that Mike Lee and Roger Marshall worked up. And look, it was a, it was pretty much a party line vote. And unfortunately, it went down 50 to 48. But the trick is, is that then 20 Republicans voted for the dang funding bill. Until Republicans are willing to put their money where their mouth is and stand up and fight and say, you know what, I'm not going to fund government and fund the tyrants who are going after the American people. I'm not going to give money to New York for de Blasio to go after New Yorkers. I'm not going to fund the military. If the military is going to force a jab on our uh, brave uh, service members, uh, then we're not going to be able to stop it. If there's a growing desire to, but we're, we're not there yet. But the good news is the courts are slapping down a lot of this stuff uh, as we speak.
1: We're talking to Congressman Chip Roy, a good man and a real believer in liberty. And, you know, that matters. Too many weaklings up there. uh, Not Chip. Uh, Congressman, uh, really, uh, I I don't understand why there's not unanimity on this. You know, I get it. I mean, even if if you ask a classroom of 30 kids who wants homework, you're always going to get like those two kids who raise their hand. Unanimity is hard. but, But this is one of those things. Uh, that's an existential crisis for liberty freedom in the republic i mean if we give up the idea congressman that we're sovereign over our own body and that the government can order us to you know again not figuratively but literally inject a substance into our body uh which you know candidly has not lived up to the hype i'm not an anti-vax guy i'm just telling you the initial hype of the vaccines even the companies would acknowledge themselves uh, we also know the existence of natural immunity is a scientific fact this is not uh, this is not based in hard science. It seems to be based in government authoritarianism. Why is it that there's not unanimity in the caucus on this? Are they missing that this is a bigger fight than just the vaccine?
3: Yeah, that last point you just said is the whole enchilada. Let me just reinforce everything you just said. I know your listeners know this. You say it regularly. Those facts are really important, right? The vaccine is not living up to its early billing. It is a very important uh, tool to sort of, push down on the impact of the virus on individuals, particularly the elderly and the immunocompromised, the vulnerable. Uh, But it is not living up to the hype of saying, oh, we're going to kill this uh, virus. We're going to stop it. It won't transmit. That's bull. Of course, we know that now. And so the fact that we don't have more people in the administration willing to acknowledge that and then Congress to fight. Now, let's get to your second point. It is not that there isn't, generally speaking, unanimity among Republicans to recognize that the vaccine mandates are wrong, tyrannical and shouldn't be carried out, is that they don't have the resolve to pick the fight to kill it. That's ultimately the deal. They run and they cry in the corner and they hand ring saying, oh, government shutdown. We can't have a government shutdown or everybody will hate us. We can't say this or they'll say we're anti-vax. You can walk and chew gum, stand up and talk about The the therapies that are available, the monoclonal antibodies, the importance of vaccines for certain Americans, but that freedom carries the day in our country. That never before in our history have we had a federal mandate applying to all Americans for a vaccine. That is unprecedented. It is wrong. It is unconstitutional. We should fight it. And as somebody tweeted out the other day, they said, well, Republicans would rather uh, look at a, uh, you know, they, they, they tout freedom instead of a high vaccine rate. I think Jen Psaki said that. I'm not sure. Somebody did. But whatever it is, guilty. I do want freedom rather than (laughs) looking at whatever the number of the vaccine rate
1: is. (laughs) Right. That's not an insult. I mean, I guess if you're a liberal, that's an insult. But if you're a conservative, that's a badge of honor you proudly slap on your chest. And Just to kind of double down on your point, I agree with you. It's It's just strange how the Democrats... Uh, as you, as you just said, when I asked you about Biden, is he going to double down on the vaccine mandate? The answer is sadly, yes. Uh, but Republicans, as you said, they're like afraid of bad media coverage, shutting down the government. We're not shutting down the government. The Democrats are. We're at we're telling them we'll we'll keep the government open. We're just not going to allow you to, you know, force people to do something they don't want to do with this vaccine. They're the ones that shut it down. Well, let me move on to another topic here. Uh, this women in the draft, who who? Whose idea was this? Uh, you know, I'm a father to two daughters. I don't. I, I was one of three boys, but I don't have any boys. I only have two uh, two young ladies in my house. Um, whose idea? Who's pushing this women in the draft idea? And again, why are there some in the Republican Party actually out there celebrating this?
3: Well, you know that that's unfortunate that some have, have bought into this. Uh, and like the vast majority of the Republican Conference does not believe that we should draft women. The vast majority of Republicans do not believe that we should draft women. And in fact, lost in all of this is that the 2016 Republican platform, the last time we actually adopted a full platform, adopted a uh, provision that said we should not draft women. And we we all get that. We all agree with that. Anybody with common sense understands that. But unfortunately, the sort of woke politics governs everything. And Republicans run away from those fights. They think, well, we can't pick these culture battles – by the way, look what happened in Virginia. You can go fight <laughs> the culture wars. You can go fight for parents and, parent and and parental rights to educate their kids the way they want to. And you can fight on this issue. So far, the good news is a few of us waged a war on this. And right now, it looks like they pulled that language out of the NDAA draft that's being circulated right now for voting today. Now, I'm not counting my chickens. We've got a lot of work to do to beat this thing down to try to get it to be a— neutral uh you know uh, ndaa or a clean ndaa focused on defense and not politics but uh the bottom line is the american people have been speaking up and letting people know they don't want their 18 year old daughters to be drafted and put in a foxhole by a democratic party that don't even recognize the difference between men and women in the first place
1: <laughs> right right you were talking to congressman chip roy out of the uh Fantastic state of Texas. I wish I was out there sometimes. Love Florida too. We got Ron DeSantis here. But Congressman, again, even with some members of the caucus hesitant to get involved in the culture wars, I'd make the case this isn't even like a a real culture war issue. No one's saying women can't serve in the military. We're just saying that government shouldn't force them to do it. I mean, this is a grounder. This is a bunt. This isn't even hard. No one's suggesting keep those women out of the military. Like literally no one is saying that. They're just saying don't force them to do it. I don't even understand how this is an argument on the left. Yes, let's force those women into combat. Let's do it. This is supposed to be some, you know, what, feminism. This is next generation feminism. This is insane.
3: Yeah, it is insane. And, and unfortunately, like you said, a few Republicans went along with that. But, but again, let, let's spin this back to the positive, Dan. We have been fighting this. And guess what? The American people put some pressure on some of these guys. I've done a blitz hitting uh, you know, uh, uh, talk radio and social media and hitting conservatives. Phones have been lighting up. We can make Republicans do the right things that need to be done if the people speak. Okay, That is our job. Yeah. And I consider myself with the people, okay? And, and I want the people to hold me accountable, just like every other member. Our job is the people. It's the demand that Congress reacts. I try to do that. Now, we have a job to lead, but we've got to be in tune with the people. And if the people speak up, then we can kill bad provisions like this. And so far, so good. But if you're out good. there listening, make sure your members know. Don't, you know, don't turn around on this. Go ahead and finish this job. Do not allow our women to get drafted
1: yeah yeah i'm always uh, this is an action-oriented show i always implore the audience please you know talk is uh, my job's easy congressman i mean let's be honest you and i we're not digging ditches for a living right you got our military folks or cops you know architects or pilots or the carpenters they're building this country you know you you and i got the easy work you know we we talk for a living so i implore the audience all the time go out there contact your representatives and be heard be heard. You know, I did not win my seat like you did. But, I, you know, I learned a lot running for office. And you know you have staffers. These staffers, when you call and you're a 4x4 four four voter that's voted in the last four elections in the last four primaries, listen, any politician who's sane is going to pay really close attention to what that person says. So call the office and let them know this matters to me. Send them an email. Be cool about it. We, we're we not leftist Antifa nuts. And just let them know. So I appreciate you said that. But let me get to this next topic here because we're limited on time. We're talking to Congressman Chip Roy out of Texas. Congressman, this Build Back Worse plan um, by Biden, I haven't seen a worse idea um, in decades economically. I've seen a lot of bad ideas, but this one will devastate us. We're already in an inflationary crisis. We're up $20 trillion plus in debt. We're at well over 100% of GDP in debt when you factor in entitlements. We're well over that. But buried in this bill are some just ridiculousities. One of them being a, a student loan type bailout they're pushing for, which is absurd. The the, the people who owe the most money in student loans, congressmen, are wealthy folks who got professional degrees. I thought the libs were in it for the little guy. What, what, what happened? We're paying off rich people's student loans now?
3: Well, you know, that's actually a point that I took on on the floor of the House of Representatives last Thursday because I went down to go give a speech about some of the things that I thought were important about that, this built-back B.S. bill, uh, but importantly that draft our daughter's provisions and the, and the vaccine issues. But when I was down on the floor waiting, I was watching my, my colleagues on the left down there railing about student debt. And, you know, And I got up and I said that this is, I guess in my observation now, I work in the United States House of Free Stuff. Because that's what my Democratic colleagues uh, <laughs> believe that the House of Representatives has become or is, and they talk about, oh, well, let's forgive student loans. They say, oh, we're not big government. But it's like, well, you have a chart there that says 1.7 trillion dollars of student loans. Look, you know, you know, people yourself. I don't know what you did. My wife took out student loans. She's the product of a single mom. Yeah. She went to the University yeah. of Texas for law school, A and M undergrad, uh, but she had loans. It was, she did that on a free will. She was able to get a degree and then pay those back. If you want to start a business, if you want to do anything in life, you need money. You get that money, you've got to go earn it, you've got to go borrow it, or someone's got to give it to you. And, and the government is not supposed to be in the business of giving stuff to people, and you shouldn't be able to borrow it without interest. You know that, I know that, the American people know that. And man, the feedback I've gotten from speaking out on that on the floor. Look, the America's not lost. We can't assume America's lost in our DNA as Americans is who we are. We believe in freedom. We believe in limited government. We believe that you're you're personally responsible. But Democrats don't. So we have to realize that they are at war with the American way of life. And we have to wake up every day knocking them down and supporting the people and the state and the small businesses and all the people out there working hard. We got to kill this build back BS bill and keep fighting to buy time until Republicans are back in charge.
1: Yeah, we're talking to Congressman Chip Roy from Texas. Congressman, you're right. I wish more people would wake up to that fact that the overwhelming majority of Democrats on the Hill, I'm not talking about people throughout the country, but on the Hill, um, right. definitely don't believe in the constitutional republic and the bedrock principles of big R, God-given rights. Uh, so arguing with them on that is just really um, you know, silly. They just don't care. Last question, I'll let you go. I got about a minute and a half left, but the inflation crisis. You know, to guys like you and I who are pretty passionate about liberty-based economics, capitalism, and freedom, um, this is a fairly obvious problem, Congressman. You know, M2, M3 levels of money, highest levels of money in circulation, digital and paper we've seen in human history, uh, also productivity going down. So you have more money chasing fewer products. Congressman, this is not hard. This isn't like rocket surgery to be silly about it. This is not difficult to understand what's going on. Do you see this crisis getting any better with this guy in charge in the White House right now?
3: This is the area where we, the people, are going to have to demand our leaders do the right thing. And right now I'm going to tell you this. If we do not stop spending money we do not have, and that is an admonition to both sides, Republicans and Democrats, people in the White House of both parties. If we do not stop it, we will lose the country. We are funding tyranny. We are funding the bureaucrats that are teaching our children that America is evil and racist. We're funding a DHS that won't secure the border. We're funding uh, a DOD that's teaching climate change and woke diversity nonsense. Uh, We're funding a healthcare system that's not doing its job. I can go down the list. And we're funding that. We're funding an FBI to go after parents. Stop doing that. Stop giving a blank check to bureaucrats to go after our freedom. And if we don't do that, we're going to have inflation with rampant spending, weak economy, a weak dollar. We're going to have China kick our tail. And then we're going to be looking to Bitcoin as the only salvation we can have when our yeah. currency is not worth the paper that we could, you know, you know what with. Yeah,
1: yeah, you're darn right, Congressman. Congressman Chiproy, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate you standing up for liberty and freedom. That stuff still matters. So thanks so much.
3: Hey, God bless you, sir. Be well. Merry Christmas.
1: Thanks. Merry Christmas, sir. That was Congressman Chip Roy, folks. Uh, 100% Liberty score, a conservative review. Uh, my, by, in my opinion, by the way, that is the gold standard of scoring a members of Congress. Not just because I used to work there. I don't have any financial ties to them anymore. But the guys there really get it done when it comes to grading members of Congress on their votes. That was a really spectacular congressman from Texas, Chip Roy. We share a lot in common. Up next, we talk with Steve Dace. Do you know that studies show that high blood pressure is the number one risk factor for mortality and one in two adults have high blood pressure? That's a 50-50 chance you're a walking time bomb. But you, not Big Pharma, can take control of your blood pressure with the help of 120 Life. 120 Life is a blend of great tasting super fruit juices, and it's formulated with ingredients that have been shown to naturally help control high blood pressure and are endorsed by thousands of health professionals. Try it yourself, risk-free with their two-week trial pack. Go to 120 Life. Com and use the code Dan to save 15% receive free shipping. They're so sure that 120 Life can noticeably lower your blood pressure in two weeks that they'll give you your money back if you're not satisfied. You got nothing to lose but those high blood pressure numbers. Go to 120Life.com, that's 120Life.com, and use code Dan to save 15%. This is serious. It's your life we're talking about. 120 Life can help you. These statements have not been approved by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Big show today. You ever wondered what happened to legendary Chuck Norris, the action star, world champion, black belt, and U.S. veteran? Well, I saw a video he made. I was shocked. He's in his 80s. He's still kicking butt, working out. He looks amazing. He stays active. I mean, a guy looks like he's in his 40s. What's even more shocking is he's stronger, can work out longer, and he has plenty of energy left over, keeping him sharp and focused. Chuck Norris is able to do all this because he made a simple change. It makes him and his family feel great. He made a special short video explains everything easily to you. Make sure you check it out today by going to chuckdefense.com slash Bongino could change the way you think about health. That's chuckdefense.com slash Bongino or text Bongino to 511-511. You won't believe how simple it is. Be prepared to be amazed. The guy seriously (laughs) looks incredible. That's chuckdefense.com slash Bongino, or text Bongino to 511-511. Message and data rate supply. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. The product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Here's a hint that involves this stuff. It's really good. You know, Steve, we've had Steve on the show before from the Blaze TV. He's an expert on everything going on right now with COVID, vaccines, and mandates. And we talked about the latest news and all these topics. Check this out. Steve, welcome back to the show.
2: Hey man, good to see you, Dan, and Merry Christmas to you and everybody in your audience.
1: Thank you, sir. Merry Christmas to you too. Steve has a book out t- today. Is it today? Uh, Do what you believe. Right? Is that coming out today?
2: It's out today. Do what you believe, or you won't be free to believe it much longer. You know me. I'm I'm the master of subtle, <laughs> Dan. So yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Very subtle. Very subtle title. Uh, Do <laughs> what you believe by Steve Dace. Go check it out. D E A C E. If you just want to make sure you get that spelling right. So, Steve, uh, very few people have covered coronavirus, the political implications, epidemiological ones. uh, Better than you. You've been a very sober mind on this. And, of course, that's made you a target. You've written a few great books on it, Fauci and Bargain and others, you know, do, is this sound feel like Groundhog Day again with, with Omicron here? I mean, how many times are we going to go through this? It's the same cycle, Steve, over and over again. A new variant emerges, by the way, which happens with respiratory viruses often. This is nothing unusual, Right. We don't get Mm -hmm. the data. We're not sure what the R-naught is, the fatality rate, the case fatality rate, the infection rate. We don't know any of it. The media goes crazy, gets everybody losing their minds. Draconian lockdowns ensue. None of it works. Everything kind of dies down a little bit. And there you go. Boom. Another variant appears. I I mean, (laughs) am I not summing that up accurately?
2: You are summing it up accurately. And what's particularly sinister about this one, there's actually a report out in just the last hour that shows that this new variant was actually detected in Europe, uh, that they've actually traced it to Europe weeks ago, and it was just not reported uh, to the medical community or to the world until the medical community in South Africa flagged it, that it was brought to them, actually. And they're the ones that flagged it, uh, and then they got repaid, of course, by being quarantined from the rest of the world. What's really sinister about this is you look at the timing of this, it You know, it does seem to coincide right around the moment that South Africa said uh, to the WHO and to Pfizer that they were not going to sign up uh, for their um, reoccurring every six months, three months, 90 days. We don't know yet. We don't even know what fully vaccinated means now because we don't know how many times we have to keep boostering you. It is kind of funny that shortly after they said, we're not going to do that, we're going to opt out of that. Shortly thereafter, lo and behold, here's this new variant from South Africa and they need to be cordoned off and quarantined from the rest of the world. Dan, there have been two constants. Since this began on March 16th of 2020, there have been two constants. Number one, whatever you're not allowed to talk about right now on Facebook or Twitter will be proven true in three to nine months later. That's number one. Number two, there can be no control groups because control groups give us observational truth. They bring us to objective realities, okay? And so that's why we don't have random controlled studies on masks. That's why they don't want. They, last year we had to ignore Sweden when they didn't lock down and everybody else did. We went from being told for 20 years by lefty blue check marks we got to be like Sweden to now they're like Sweden. Wrecked them, barely knew them. I don't even know what the hell the Sweden is. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> what Sweden is, okay. And and then and right. then now it's the same thing on vaccines. This is why everybody has to get even the naturally immune like me. I had COVID back in May. It was awful for about yeah. a day and a half. It felt like there was a damn tire iron on my chest. Okay. Uh, But but now I have natural immunity. No, no. There can be no no control group that shows that maybe our vaccines don't work or have waning efficacy or lo and behold, might even be causing uh, through antibody dependent enhancement, the variants to become worse. Um, And so all of this has been about no control group and things that you are not permitted to say until certain times. Those are things that are not about health, Dan. They're about power and control. Those are authoritarian things.
1: We're talking to Steve Dace, host of the Steve Dace Show, author of the book, Out Today. Do what you believe. Wait, what's the second part? My reading is terrible. Or you won't be willing what... to believe it much longer. <laughs> that's a great title, man. I wish I would have thought of that. <laughs> Steve, is a, that's a great point. The second point you just made about control groups is a fantastic one. And I'm going to pose a question on that. Is that why the media, outside of the fact that Ron DeSantis is a Republican, which means they'll instantly hate you unless you're Adam Kinzing or someone who destroys the Republican Party from the inside, right? Is that why they hate DeSantis so much? Because he provides a natural experiment. He provides an entire state of 20 million people where everybody's like, wow, this is weird. DeSantis did none of the things these totalitarian idiots on the left did. And now his state is one of the lowest hospitalization rates in the entire country. What happened? Is that why they hate him?
2: Yes, it's because he, he started off by creating his own independent information stream. He brought in people like, martin koldorf and scott atlas and, and and that's been one of the things that has been kind of hidden from a lot of the public from the beginning dan is i think a lot of particularly even conservatives think that this is basically just a proxy fight like global warming and it's all the same scientists versus all the same right wingers not at all there have been major scientists from oxford the number one rated university in the world uh many of the top universities here yale stanford harvard who have said all along these lockdown policies, these mass vaccination policies, where we're just going to vaccinate everything that moves regardless of outcome and, and rather than focusing on, uh, you know, vulnerable populations. Uh, they have called, you know, BS on this from the beginning. And that's kind of what is the great untold story here is even within lefty academia, there has been great debate. Martin Koldorf, who helped design the VARES website for CDC, Harvard. Uh, considers himself a socialist. He sounds like Dan Bongino and Steve Dace on this. Okay. I mean, so there has been, there's been great division within the scientific community. So there are people that, you know, might disagree with people like you and me on worldview and philosophy, but they are actually scientists. And then there's another group of people whose science is a means to an end, to achieve their worldview and philosophy. (laughs) And that's what we have been up against. And that's what DeSantis has pushed back against. He has provided a control group. Now, where I live in Iowa we haven't done any of these things either. We were one of, one of only two states that never did a stay-at-home order. But the problem is Iowa's out in the middle of nowhere, right? We're kind of a landlocked Bolivia of the Midwest, okay? Florida is a major <laughs> urban center. It's the third largest state in the Union. It's one of the most diverse states in the country. It's, it, it's where even a lot of lefty uh, liberals love to go and vacation, you know, like the governor of Michigan, for example. All right? So <laughs> this is you can't hide Florida. You can bury Iowa. But you cannot hide Florida. And this is, this is why they want to ignore him now that he has the lowest per capita case rate in the country because it blows up their entire model. There's a reason that the most vaccinated states in the union right now, that are all in the northeast, are having the highest COVID rates. And it has nothing to do with anything other than good old-fashioned seasonality. We are in the northern seasonality now for respiratory viruses. And we were in that in the south in the summertime because of vitamin D deficiency. That's when most people are indoors in the south to escape the heat, so they're vitamin D deficient. In the north, we have less sunlight, and it's too cold. So our seasonality is in, the, is in the late fall and through the winter to early spring. And that's the same trend we saw last year. We're seeing the same trend this year. But if we acknowledge that, Dan, then we have to acknowledge that natural law is still in effect. And I can't. governments can't get any further authoritarian power by acknowledging natural law.
1: You know, Steve, I think that's why the only two approved narratives, as I've addressed I've addressed often on the show, we're talking to Steve Dace, by the way, host of the Steve Dace Show on the Blaze TV, you know, great show, highly recommended. You know, Steve, there are only two approved narratives. You and I have seen this by the left-wing media. You're only allowed to talk about two things or the, you know, the army of uh, fact checkers will come after you and the uh, speech censors. And the two narratives are clearly this put your mask on and shut your mouth about it. And second, take your vaccine and don't dare ask any questions. Anything outside of that is automatically verboten. And, um, you know, I'd like your, your comments on this. I, I think the reason behind that's clearly obvious those are two approved narratives that shrink the sphere of individual liberty and big R, God-given rights, and increase mm-hmm. the size of the sphere of, gov- a sphere of government power over you. That's why you're not allowed to talk about anything else. What is natural immunity? It gives the government no power. I mean, it reminds me of this um, guy, Chuck Ecker, who was a politician in Maryland before he, uh, he had passed. He had said to me once, I asked him, I said, Chuck, why does government never shrink? And he said, Dan, because there's no power in yes, There's only power in the government able to tell you no and to force things upon you so you have to bribe them to get the yes. And I think that's what's behind this and why vitamin D, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, natural immunity, they're all verboten.
2: That's exactly right. Nobody is lobbying on Capitol Hill on behalf of vitamin D seasonality. (laughs) Even though if if your name is Matthew McConaughey or Jennifer Garner and you get an audience with Anthony Fauci as a big Hollywood star, and you ask him about vitamin D, he tells them the truth, Dan. He even admits, hey, I take 8,000 IUs of vitamin D a day. Well, you know, last year when everybody was locked down, it, it, instead of sending him checks that just, you know, crushed our inflation rate, why didn't we send everybody a vitamin D pack? Because the number one, the number one driver of COVID surges in the world is vitamin D deficiency, the number one driver that's where, that 's why that 's because that 's what is connected with the seasonality here, but we would do things like this if it was about health care and it 's not and the mask mandates were to condition us for vaccine mandates the vaccine mandates are to condition us to hand over our bodily autonomy, because once we've handed over our bodily autonomy, we are essentially now handed over. That's what this is about. This is about a mass acquisition of power and control. We are seeing hospitals now that are losing lawsuits about ivermectin, who are then still after the patient, there was a case last weekend where a guy got ivermectin and walked out of the hospital a few days later, they they're still appealing it. How dare he survive? They're still appealing right, it right, in the hopes right. of not setting the right. precedent that they have to do this. Oh. There was a case in Wisconsin where the family said, "We'll bring in our own doctor. You don't even have to put your hands on it." And the hospital still said, "We don't. We won't let you do that, even if you bring your own doctor in." And then the guy died. Whatever. Steve, this is grand, insane. Power in control is a no.
1: I, I got like a minute left. We're talking to Steve Dace. His book is out today. Do what you believe, or you won't be free to believe it much longer. That's probably one of the best titles I've seen in a while. But I got about a minute left. But that I didn't mean to interrupt you. But that so bothers me. I got a text from a woman, a friend of mine. Used to work on my campaign up in Maryland. Her son's dying, Steve. Dying. He's got a comorbidity. He's a young man, otherwise healthy, but he's got um, he's got diabetes. He's dying. She's begging them. Please, can you at least try this stuff, Ivor making What's the down? It like it's an FDA. They won't do it. They will not do it. And she said, even if a doctor prescribes it, the pharmacies won't won't fill it. Can you believe this? Like, they'd rather see people dead. It is freaking unbelievable. Like, this is America in the year 2021. This is insane.
2: Dan, they did this to one of my best friends who guarded the first President Bush at Camp David, decorated Marine, um, and he fought in Somalia. And they damn near killed him by denying him his ivermectin prescription uh, he's suing, he's about to launch a federal lawsuit against Walmart on and their pharmacies for this denial of care, to set an example. They have killed a lot of people this way, Dan. There's no other way to put it. They've killed a lot of people.
1: It's just, and like a true radio pro. Man, you hit that like on the mark, Steve. I'm impressed. Gosh, you're good at this. You've been in radio longer than me, so I just talk right through the breaks. I'm not a pro like you. Steve Dace, his new book, Do what you believe or you won't be free to believe it much longer out today. And make sure you check out the Steve Day show. He is one of the best. I mean, a true principled conservative in a time where, you know, we're struggling to find some at times. So, Steve, thanks for joining us. You're welcome back, as always, anytime.
2: You bet, brother. God bless and get better. Take care.
1: Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. There you go. Guy, if you follow him on social media, you won't be one of these uh, liberal buffoons you know, who believes that the fatality rate of coronavirus is like 20%. See, that's where I get my information from actual truth tellers. That was our interview with Steve Dace. We love Steve. Check him out at The Blaze TV, keeping you up to date on all the latest COVID news. Do you have a holiday memory that stands out? I certainly do. I remember a holiday season, had a bunch of family over the house. One outside was a little chilly, but we fired up that grill, threw some Omaha steaks and burgers on there. I remember that. I remember the food. I remember how tender that steak was. Delicious. The holidays are here. Finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks make it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter Dan into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. Folks, you know how much I love this product. You've heard me talk about their steaks and those caramel apple tartlets many times. They're just fantastic. And now when you use code DAN, you'll not only save over 50%, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steaks burgers free. Worried about packages getting delivered late? Don't be. Omaha's ready to ship today. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com and get eight free burgers when entering the code DAN. Let's be honest, there aren't a lot of gifts that you can send you know someone to love and not return or exchange, but a package of juicy, fantastic Omaha Steaks? Now that's a winner. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Perfectly aged, tender, and guaranteed delicious. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. That's omahasteaks.com, keyword Bongino. Thank you so much for tuning in to our weekend interview show. I hope you enjoyed those interviews. Matt Walls, Chip Royce, Steve uh, Steve Dace, three diehard conservatives standing for liberty and freedom. We really appreciate it. I'll see you all on Monday. You just heard Dan Bongino.